Hey everybody, this is Elise from Camp Aska, and you're listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. The show that dives into all things Aska and the people that make camp the incredible place it is. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media to stay up to date with what's happening here at camp. That's at Camp Aska, C-A-M-P-A-S-C-C-A. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Camp Aska, the podcast. Today, I'm here with senior lecturer Patrick from the University of North Alabama. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm pretty good. So this week at camp, we're hosting the Hall Foundation, and Patrick has been coming for, I assume... Five years now. Five years. Mm -hmm. I believe it's been five years, yeah. So if you don't know, the Hall Foundation combines recreation departments from Dothan, Montgomery, and Muscle Shoals. They bring participants in... You bring students, I bring correct? students from UNA, University mm. of North Alabama. Yep. And then the participants are able to participate in all of ASCA's favorite programming, like zipline, tubing, archery, all of that good stuff that all of our campers look forward to year after year. So, Patrick, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, yeah, my name is Patrick. I'm, like you said, a senior lecturer at UNA, and I am privileged to be able to teach recreation management. So... Originally, I moved to Alabama in 1993, mm-hmm. and I was a teacher naturalist and worked at an outdoor environmental education camp, okay. so I do have some experience yeah. there. Eventually, I moved up to become the director of that camp. Mm-hmm. I worked in the state parks in Ohio. I'm originally from Ohio. So I've been in the recreation field for over well over 20 years mm-hmm. now. That's getting old. But um, <laughs> then life took a different turn, yeah. and eventually uh, – the camp I worked at ended up closing, which was pretty sad. But I mm. went to UNA and got my master's. Asked if um, once I finished my master's, if I would teach some rec management courses mm. as an adjunct faculty member. And I've been teaching there ever since. So eventually they hired me as a lecturer and now I've just become senior lecturer. So, oh, wow. so yeah, it's been a it's been a journey. Mm. Sounds like it. So you have a lot of experience in the camp department. So I you kind of get I, I get the, I get the scenario here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's definitely adapt, adapt, adapt. Exactly. So. Um, tell us a little bit about the class that you teach. What does that entail? So it's called Recreation for Special Populations. Mm. It's a cross-listed class. So I have master's or graduate level students as well as undergrads. Okay. Um, and so my undergraduates have to take it for their degree of study mm. if they are studying recreation management. And so it's a course that I inherited as a adjunct faculty member before I became a lecturer. And it's just a great class. Mm. So basically, it's all about awareness of what people didn't know they didn't know. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the biggest issue that my students face when they come to Camp Aska is the internal change they start seeing within themselves. Yeah. Because ASCA is the whole course. I lecture for a week before we come. Yeah. And about the history of treatment of persons with disabilities, ADA, mm. you know, the different laws and then barriers people face. But nothing makes it a reality mm-hmm. until they actually come to camp yeah. and they start interacting with, oh, yeah. with these folks that are just like you and me. There's nothing quite like being hands on. Right. You can talk about it all day long, but until you're actually doing it. For sure. And it's it's a course that, it, unfortunately, I think I wish everybody at UNA could take it because yeah. uh, what I tell my students is because come Friday, you know, some of them are going to be teary eyed because they don't want to leave. Yeah. Right. And that's the goal. But 
the other goal is now that they have that information, mm. you know, ignorance is not an excuse anymore. Oh so now you've got to go and do something with mm. it. Absolutely. I wish I could take that class. It's a fun class. Yeah, I mean, so. I'm sure something like that was offered when I was in school, but I was a PR major, so, you know. Right. <laughs> um, how did y'all get involved with Camp Aska? What turned being in the classroom to being at camp? Well, I personally try to involve a lot of experiential learning in my mm. courses, but I can't take credit for this. So Dr. Mike Hall, his aunt, I think, okay. is responsible for the Hall Foundation. Mm. And so I think Dr. Hall was the one that initially started this relationship between UNA and okay. Camp Aska. Mm. And he brought campers here for years mm. up until he kind of started taking a different career path. Yeah. And then I inherited the course from him. Mm. So, in fact, he was the one that brought me down here for the first time to meet Amber Cotney and, and okay, Matt. Yeah. And so, and there were no campers here at the time. So, it, it didn't impact me at all. I mean, it, I I have learned as much, if not more, than when my students, yeah. you know. So, um, and we've continued this relationship. And, mm. and Dr. Hall, he's retired now, but I know he's still kind of behind the scenes and mm. makes connections with Miss Cotney occasionally. So, um, but yeah, it's they've had a, we've had a good relationship with um, with Camp Ask, and it's one that we cherish because. Mm. How are we going to replicate the experience these students are privileged to get mm. in a classroom? You know, if, if we aren't able to come to, to ASCA, mm. what am I going to do? Yeah, you where, know, I, where I could, else are you going to get? Right. I could yeah. partner with Muscle Shoals, Rec, and Jennifer Adams mm. on certain things, but it's not It's not a 24-hour. Mm -mm. It's not around the clock. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's not. And it's a different environment. For sure. This is stuff that they don't typically get to do, or if they went elsewhere, they wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to do for sure so yeah being able to build that relationship i'm sure has been it's huge yeah yeah what is it that keeps y'all coming back every year oh well that's easy campers. so what <laughs> the campers the campers for sure yeah. um because and you know, I enjoy teaching this. I say teach. Mm. I don't have to. I shouldn't say this if anybody from UNA <laughs> says it. Or, but the course teaches itself. You yeah. know, ASCA teaches this course. I do the lectures and that. Mm. But again, it's the experiential learning that really mm. is where it happens. And so, uh, but the campers, you know, so this is, I think, I think it's my fifth year. I, I don't know. But um, I have known these campers, these same campers for five years. Yeah. So it's coming home to my family. It's a family reunion every yeah, time. you see them once a year. I That's mean, right. And, you know, it takes me a day and a half to remember all their names yes, again. But you remember their faces. Oh, I yeah. definitely remember their faces. And so, and the funny thing is, is they remember me every time. So mm. I do my best to try to get those names. But really, it's, a, it's, it's some selfishness in a way. You know, I've got a couple oh, different happy places on this planet. One is out west in the Tetons and the other's here at Camp Aska. Yeah. Because um, walking across campus today and all the groups out and about doing their activities and I could hear laughter and it was I couldn't see where they were but just the laughter oh my god you gosh. knew they're having the they're time having of a their great life. time yeah you know that's a beautiful thing and just to be part of that mm. a one little small part of that yeah. and their happiness to me that's huge that's yeah. what keeps us coming back and you mentioned they always know who you are because a lot of times for you or for them, you're the most important person. Yeah. You're bringing in new friends for them. For sure. And you're a familiar face every time they're here. Yeah. So that, they've kind of built a bond with you. So. And I tell my students, I said, that's where they're going to get you because you're going to be best friends by the time you leave, you know, yeah. on that Friday. That's going to be the hardest day. And so, um, yep. 
and it's it's interesting. You know, I have my students do journals every evening mm. um, of the day's events. Yeah. And it's from day one where we don't actually have the campers. We're here a day before the campers arrive, but mm. their anxiety, the things they're dealing with mentally before the group yeah. shows up. And then till even now, it's amazing how, how there's an evolution mm. in their own minds, self, you know, uh, reflecting, you know, mm. looking how internally saying, wow, this is the person yeah. that I kind of was, but I'm not that person anymore. You That's know, insane. it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a very, very good feeling. I feel so thankful to be able to work here because I feel like it's changed me way more than. Well, I have master students that are that are on campus, mm. but have because they're it's a it's an online program. They don't have to come. Okay. Um, so these are just students that chose to come. Yeah, well, these are these are undergrads, oh, okay. and so they well a couple of them are masters too. But yeah, so but I encourage any students mm. that uh, are in the masters program to mm. come if they're on campus because the course just doesn't have as much of an impact, mm. you know. And then I tell them like it is a privilege to be able to come. Yes. To Camp Aska. It's not a chore to no, come oh to my Aska. Goodness, no. But that's how some feel. Even yeah. some of these students were dreading it, you know, the first day. And then they're just like, all the fears disappear, all the anxiety, and then all the happiness starts coming. You know, we had one camper on the first day, or not the first, with well, the first day of the camp mm. with the campers that got teary eyed when they were doing the um, talent show, you yeah. know. And those are golden moments. Those are moments that, she's not going to forget, no. you know, because of these epiphanies that happen like, wow. Yeah. You know, so anyway. It kind of makes you sit back and realize like, oh, I was meant to do this. Like, this yep. is where I'm supposed to be right now. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for students that are in this field of study? Sure. You know, it just, you know, what I always tell students is find your passion. Mm. If you can find your passion and make it your career, well, you know, you'll never work a day in your life. That's mm. the that's the cliche, right? Well, that's not always true. Obviously, you're yeah. going to have bad days. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I've always had an interest in outdoors, mm. you know, worked in the camps uh, for 19 years, was a state park naturalist, although it was seasonal, mm. but I loved it, you yeah. know. But, you know, God has a different plan for me, depending mm. on his mood. And um, eventually, you know, now I'm at UNA, but I'm still teaching recreation management. I still get to do opportunities like mm. this where we're out in the field. I have a class where I the culmination of the class is a big backpacking trip at the end of the semester. So oh, we go fun. we go backpacking, you know. Wow. And so I still get to do those things. Yeah, you've been able it's to just combine instead of doing them with fourth graders, now I'm doing with college students, yeah. right? And so, uh, and college students are more independent for <laughs> sure. I have <laughs> to do easy, a lot less imagine. wiping the yeah, noses and stuff. Exactly. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's great to continue to be able to share my joy of nature with with mm. folks. And all it has done is just change. So yeah. so that's good. So I just say you know find your passion and try to make your passion your career. Yeah, I understand. Um, so I was a public relations major. I worked here as my internship when I was in college. And I always wanted to do social media for like sports team, celebrity, something like almost unattainable in like small town, little Alabama. Um, and then I worked here for my internship and it literally flipped my life upside down. And I've been yep. able, and I didn't know that I had such a passion and a joy for people with disabilities because I had never done anything you like this. You didn't know what you didn't know. Exactly. I yeah. truly didn't know what I was missing out on. Mm -hmm. And now I've been able to combine my love for all things social and my love for people. And it's just been the biggest joy. 
It's so cool. One of my students in, in her journal was like, you know, one of the things that is so amazing is how, how pure spirited and forgiving this group of people mm -hmm. is and accepting, yes. you know, she's like, they've accepted us right in. We're all friends. We're best friends. Yeah. And I said, I told you that was going to happen. You know, it's not. And it's funny because you come to Camp Aska and we're the minority, we mm -hmm. would say. Right. Yeah. So um, and I said, it's it's not they're having no difficulties. You know, mm. we can't put the assumptions on anymore. That's 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 bunk, right? But but we're the ones that are trying to now fit in it yeah. and try to cope and understand exactly. and do. And so it's such a huge growth moment for mm. my students. Yeah. It's that's just incredible. cool to, it's cool to see. It's it's yeah. it's awesome to be part of it. Yeah. What would you say is the most rewarding part of your job? Um the most rewarding part of my job that's another easy question. <laughs> so uh you know, you have all kinds of students. You know, mm. So I brought six students here. Each one is an individual. Each one's a little different. Each mm. one, I love all my students, yeah. right? You can't help but care about them. You can't do the exactly. work for them, but, and it, it's tough to watch them struggle, but you mm. got to let them struggle. Exactly. It's a part of learning, it growing. Is. And, it is. Yeah. Um, and you know that there's, well, you, you hope there's going to be success, but mm. when they have these successes, and they do, you know, I'm not bragging on myself, but, but my students tend to, to get out there and actually make a good go of it. And, yeah. and, and they, uh, I don't know, just being able to be part, a small part mm. of what's getting them towards their passion yeah. and their career uh, to me is huge. Mm. You know, again, I, th I feel like it's a privilege for me even to be able to teach students. Mm. So to be able to be called their professor and have one be one little cog on that wheel to get them towards their career yeah. and their success and their passion to me that's huge that's really what makes it worth it to me you know i had a student that um, he was a non-traditional student kind of partied a little bit too much when he was younger and and i don't know if he failed out of college but he he, he got some poor grades so he mm. dropped out for a little while yeah. and so when i met him he was in his early late 20s, early 30s, mm. and was still struggling to get back into the yeah. academics, but his grades started to go up. But mm. he was fighting that GPA from when he was there mm -hmm. before. By the time he graduated, he graduated with honors. Wow. And then he had applied for two different jobs in the National Forest. Mm. Uh, his passion was working on trails and doing mountain biking. And he was the top candidate in two different national searches, one at the uh, Apalachicola National Forest, the other mm. at uh, another national forest out yeah. west. But anyway, he was the top <laughs> two. And he was the one who was able to take the pick. He made the choice. That's incredible. You know, and that's a nationwide search. Yeah. Two different national forests where you have a cutoff. I think there's like 200 people that are apply. I don't know. It's crazy. That's insane. But, yeah. um, you know, just to be able to hear him say, yeah, Mr. Shumshock, I am so happy. I'm I'm getting to do this, this, and this. You know, and that's that's why you do what you yeah, do. Yeah, and you kind of had a small hand uh, in just that. Just a small yeah. hand in it, and that's, that's good. But it's something you'll never forget. And no, for sure. I can't imagine that he would yeah. either, you know? Or, you know, we place interns. We have an intern that placed at uh, DeSoto State Park mm. and uh, just a rock star. You know, I have the park, the assistant park manager calling me and saying, oh, my gosh, we want to hire her. But they didn't have a position, mm -hmm. right? And then um, um, 
she finishes her internship and mm-hmm. then in the following year, hey, can we get more like this one? You know, they just keep wanting oh, more. So we we create these relationships. Yeah. You know, of course, it takes great students, too. Yeah. So but just being just a small part a of that. Great professor. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I do a little bit. <laughs> so, just, just a tiny bit. But anyway, so that's why wow. it's so worth it yeah. to me. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm sure our listeners look forward to this episode. All right. Awesome. Thank you. What's happening at ASCA? This is the part of the show where we are going to talk about everything that's happening right here at Camp ASCA. Hey, everybody. This is Amber Cotney. I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on what's been going on at Camp Aska. We just completed our 47th summer here at camp. We had a great summer, a great staff. We saw a lot of new campers, which is fantastic for us. We had five concerts this year, three of which were brand new acts to Camp Aska. And right now we're just getting ready to um, kind of embark into our fall season. We have a full schedule of fall camps. So we're planning those, we're hiring staff for those, and we're getting ready for some pretty big building projects that are coming up. Um, So everybody just stay tuned for more updates on Camp Aska and some big updates on our virtual camp. Thanks for listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to you joining us next time. As always, be sure to follow us on social media at Camp Aska and visit our website, campaska.org, for more information about camp.